Welcome to Speak the Secret, a podcast where we will highlight real stories of people sharing their secrets to success and cover all those taboo topics. If you are seeking community, connection, and collaboration, you've found the right place. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Sanchez. Let's speak our secret and live our truth. Note, this is not a substitution for therapy or professional training. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be back recording. This has been a long time coming and season two just kind of revealed itself to me and it's going to be highlighting all my fellow Latinas that I co-authored with in our new book, Latinas Who Boss Up. And my very first guest, I'm so excited to introduce you to her. Her name is Jessica Rivera and she is going to tell us how she's speaking her secret and living her truth. So thank you, Jessica, for being on with me. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. So let's just jump on in. I always start with just asking my guests to share who is Jessica, like behind all the labels and titles and all the stuff. Just give us a little bit about you and your story and tell us more about your life. We're just going to dive right in here. Yes. Um, who am I? I think that's such a great question, right? Because do we even really know who we are? Um, or what's your story? That's what I love yeah. to ask people when I first meet them. Like just what's your story and whatever you choose to kind of go into. Yeah. Um, so I, for me, my story is um, a Latina. I am Puerto Rican. I grew up in New York with a big Puerto Rican family. And I just remember lots of love. A lot of love. Um, but what's interesting about our stories is that um, things change over time. And I think as I was growing up, my parents were very inclusive. They loved everybody. My house was like the go-to party house, right? I mean, family parties consistently, right? It was just fun. That's how I remember it. Um, and I still... I uh, wanted to have a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun throughout my whole life. I still feel like having fun is my number one priority every day. Uh, but as you're growing up, you know, I ended up having a kid at 19, which was very rare for my family. Everybody, nobody had kids young. And if they did, they were already married. Um, so I was, I always felt a little bit like the black sheep, like, um, like, I could do this. I'm strong. I don't need anybody like that kind of mentality, which I don't really know where that comes from because my family is so supportive and loving and, and just in general, but I always had this, like, I can take on the world by myself attitude. Not sure where that comes from. Probably should do some therapy on that, but, um, why just in your DNA somewhere, it's like that strong, independent woman, like, you know, superwoman syndrome, right? Like, I don't need yeah. anyone. I'm strong. I can do all things. And that's why we don't ask for help. Exactly. Exactly. And I think part of my father wanted us to be like these strong women. Um, so that could be part of it also. Uh, but I think the problem with that, or at least the problem for me was like you just said, you don't ask for help. And I think that then people perceive you as this strong individual. For example, I remember one day my sister said, I forgot, I think I said like, well, everybody needs help. And she's like, well, you don't act like it, mm. right? And so it's like, sure, I say I could do it all, right? I can raise these kids, I could pay my bills, I could, I could put the garbage out, I could, I could, yes, I can, I guess I can. 
but who wants to do it all? Nobody wants to do it all. Um, but I guess the problem is I never acted like I needed help. I never asked for help. And so I think the mentality was like, she got it. Like, she's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's a downfall to that. Oh, yeah. I always ask people, like, especially in therapy, when you are the helper and busy taking care of everyone else, like, who takes care of you? Yeah, I, I don't think I even saw it like that at the time. I saw it like... I liked taking care of everybody else and it made me feel strong, right? It didn't make me feel like I needed anything. It made, it, it made me feel strong. It made me feel like I liked that I thought I didn't need anybody, but of course I did. And I, and I had my, my family, I had my parents, but I think looking back, that is probably one of the reasons why my relationships didn't work. Mm. Um, because everybody wants to feel needed. And when I'm over here uh, doing everything on my own and not wanting help, um, I feel like that could, that I'm sure that didn't feel good to the, to my ex at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you ever go to therapy or like work on that stuff or just kind of did inner work on your own? Like what did your like healing and growth journey look like? Yeah. So I went to therapy for many years and therapy, I say, I always say it's like dating, right? You have to find the right therapist. Um, And so I did, and she was amazing. But what I really focused on was my relationship with my kids. I was so focused on just making sure the communication is good because I had, um, I have a personality where I would kind of just let things go so funny I'm so different at work like at work I would be like very decisive things have to be this way and it helped me kind of climb that corporate ladder and then at home I would my boundaries weren't really strong because I just felt like it's fine it's not nothing's really that big of a deal and I would let people and even my kids kind of get their way Mm -hmm. um and then as they started growing up and being teenagers I really wanted to focus on our communication because I I had such a strong relationship with my parents. That's what I wanted with my sons. But I think it was hard because I'm playing mom and I'm playing dad. Mm-hmm. And so while they had good relationships um, out in the household, I was still mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did being disciplinary and then also loving on them. I always tried to find that balance, which was difficult. Uh, so a lot of my therapy was focused around my communication with my sons and making sure that I was um, being the best parent for them in those struggling teenage years. Um, So that's really what I focused on. I think when I really started doing the inner work on Jessica, sure, and some of that was there too, but really just started focusing on me was when the boys got older um, and they were in like their late teens and things were feeling like they were clicking. Then I actually hired a coach And then I really started doing that inner work where therapy I think was so important and so great for me at the time. Coaching, you could probably, you probably know better than I do, but I felt as though therapy helped me get through a moment uh, in time, Mm -hmm. but coaching really helped me work on myself holistically. Mm -hmm. Like the whole of me, as far as how I think, why, maybe not so much why I don't really focus on why I think that way I more focus on the way I want to think so I want to not focus on any negative 
I want to focus on all of the positive things. I think I've always been pretty much a positive person. I used to call myself a realist, right? Like I'm, I'm facing reality, but now I just focus on the way I want things to be and the things that will take me there. So um, I feel like coaching really helps me with that. That's awesome. Yeah. It just depends. It's different for everyone. Uh, But that's a good distinction is that, yeah, like we wanted more of that emotional support and like help with boundaries and um, co-parent, well, it's being a single mom, but parenting and all of those things that that's kind of what you helped get serviced from with therapy and then Mm -hmm. coaching. Yeah. It's like very action focused, like solution focused, like here's where you want to, here's where you're at. Here's where you want to go. Let's work on getting you there. Um, Where yeah, therapy is more like, let's dig deeper. Let's figure out what's going on and all of that. So it's great that you did both though. A lot of people don't. And I think you really need both. Like, I think like me being a coach, like transitioning into coaching, I don't know because of my background, but I'm like, everyone needs (laughs) therapy and coaching at some point because that's like the perfect match. I I agree. That's like the perfect uh, cocktail because Mm -hmm. I think also it depends on what you're going through and it depends on what you want. Um, So a coach is not necessarily going to help you dive in deep with your issues with your parents or, you know, with some trauma. I don't think that a coach is really, that's not what they're here to do. Um, So yeah, I agree with you. I think both is like the perfect. We all have that. We all have something from the past that has to get resolved to be able to work towards that next step, whatever that is. But I really want to just give you props because like my husband was gone for this weekend he went to Mexico with his family because me and the kids I was like that doesn't sound fun at all (laughs) you go by yourself (laughs) and I was like seriously single moms like mad props for real because it is like it's hard with a partner like it's hard doing it with someone else and then to have to like deal with all of it on your own yeah and it really does take a village it really does (laughs) So like, I hope you really had a village supporting you because I know some people don't. And it's like, yeah, I couldn't imagine. I think my parents, you know, having a a child at 19 years old, my parents were really good about allowing me to still live my life. And, and then also let me be a mom. Actually, I remembered one time, like, you know, they didn't want me to discipline my son at the time when he was really little. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go so you guys can be grandparents and I can go be a parent <laughs> because they were driving me crazy. They were, you know, they wanted to baby their, their grandson. But I, like you said, like we were just saying, it definitely takes a village. And, and I feel so blessed and lucky for my village, especially my parents, because they, they definitely helped me along the way. Awesome. I'm so glad you had support. Um, So what would you say looking back on your life is like your biggest obstacle or like your biggest breakthrough that you've had to get you to where you're at now? I feel like there were so many, Um, but I was just saying this with my, uh, I don't know who I was talking to the other day, but I was saying, um, you know, the twenties, I learned so much. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing in my twenties. And then in my thirties, um, there, there was definitely a pivotal moment in my 30s when I I was 30 years old. I oh, My ex and I were breaking up. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any, I mean, I had a place to live. I didn't have a job. I didn't have, I didn't own anything. And then me, I was always in action. I was a doer, right? I'm going to take action. I'm going to figure it out. And I did. 
but I didn't really think about that process. And I remember a couple of years later, we're living um, in this suburb of New York and the kids love their school and the neighborhood is great. And I was just like in the kitchen, like, wow, it was only like a couple of years ago that I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't know what the next step was going to be. And so sitting back and reflecting, that was definitely a breakthrough, but I don't really feel like I had, that was a breakthrough and that was a moment and that was great, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like I had a true breakthrough into who I was, who I really wanted to become until probably I was in my forties already. I'm still in my forties, but um, it was several years ago when and I don't remember how this happened, but I started, I read Eckhart, um, The Awakening. And that was, I, I had that book for years, years and years. Um, and then I don't know where I got it, picked it up again. And then um, also read Seven Habits of Highly Successful People again, and then became certified as a trainer for several of, of that program and several of his other programs. And that's where it really started clicking. And then I I hired a coach, like I said, Mm -hmm. and that really got me to a place where, I mean, the, I had, I had been pretty successful in my opinion. I climbed the corporate ladder in a male dominated industry. I never finished college. I, you know, all my peers had um, a college degree. So that would always like mess with my head. I was a teenage mom that messed with my head. Um, But doing that inner work, reading those books, getting a coach, got me to a place where the my confidence level was at an all-time high, where people always thought I came across as confident, even if I had the craziness going inside my mind. Mm-hmm. So you still, showed but, up. you still always put yourself out there and did what needed to be done. Right, right. And a lot, even if I was scared, I would, I would do it scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still had those, that crazy voice in your mind. Right. So I may have been showing up here, but there were still all of those limiting beliefs in my mind. I was still struggling with confidence and it showed up in different ways. Mm-hmm. It, it may not have showed up in that moment in that meeting, but it showed up in other ways and people noticed it. And when I started doing the work, everything started coming easier to me. I mean, the promotions, came, more promotions came. I got the biggest bonus the, the, up to that point. I got the largest bonus, the largest um, raise, like, you know, in a corporate environment, mm-hmm. uh, a big raise is like 2% a year. That year I got 8%, like, where wow. does that happen? Um, so when I started doing all of that work, um, that's where, I mean, life got easier. My, even the closest people to me would tell me, that they were recognizing the changes. So if it just feels good and affirming when the people closest to you, the people that don't know you, the people that work with you, everybody, your own, my own kids were saying it. So um, that just feels so amazing. <laughs> I'm trying to and think of a good like, word. This, yeah, that's awesome. This was like how long ago? This was probably, the process probably started about four years ago. Okay, yeah. very cool. That's so exciting. I love that you like touched on doing is scared and that you showed up anyway, but there was still like these voices in your head because that's why really why I created this podcast was like, because people would always ask me, 
in my circle of friends or like people I know, like, how do you do it all? Or like, how do you, like, I could never, you know, do this or I could never do that. And I'm like, you just do it. Like, I just do it. I know what my goals are and I know mm-hmm. where I'm trying to go. And even when I don't feel like it, I have to dig deep and like, remember why I started and I'm not a quitter. I know I'm not going to give up. So I got to just keep going and figuring it out until I get to where I want to go. Um, yeah. But and I think the other thing is I was a risk taker. Um, yes. Like I would not sit in my comfort zone, even as a younger person. And I, I remember going back to that 30 year old, my 30 year old self. So I started working in the city. I, um, I had already worked in marketing. So I went back and started working in marketing. And one day, a random friend of mine, since we knew each other since we were 12, he calls me and he says, hey, what are you doing these days? So I was telling him and he says, well, what if we can double your income in a year? Would you come work for me? And uh, yeah, okay. Where my everybody else around me was like, you are crazy. You have a great corporate job. You have all, you know, formal, all the stability. Um, why would you go work for him? And I'm like, it just feels good. It just felt right. I always said any place I walked into, like a, if I were to go on a job interview, I always knew the one I wanted because it felt right. And I wish I would have paid more attention to that thought process throughout my entire life. Because that's what I do now. If it feels good, I'm in. If it doesn't feel, it feels icky, I'm out. Yes, yes. Another really great point. That's another thing that I love about why I created this was, was that. And that's what I really focus on in my coaching is like teaching women to trust that. Like you're the expert, you know what's best and following those hunches, right? Like your gut or whatever you want to call it, your intuition, and yeah, like using, like if joy is guiding you somewhere, follow that. <laughs> like exactly. if something's not serving you anymore, if you're feeling drained or like the life's being sucked out of you, like change it, fix it. And if you can't like find something else, that's going to fill you up. It's going to excite you. That's going to motivate you because but it's like, that's too simple, right? We, we make things so complicated. Like yeah. that just, it sounds yeah. so simple because it is <laughs> exactly. And yeah, and it just comes down to which is one of the main reasons why I think shifting into business, shifting into coaching um, and why I love the field I'm in, like healing, helping all of that, because you can't run away from yourself. Like you have to face your stuff and we are really the only ones like getting in our way because society's like standards and things that people are saying and all that stuff, all the noise, like it's just that exactly that like noise. Like we get to determine where we go in our lives, what we do. You know, the obstacles are there, but it depends how strong and how hard we're willing to fight, right? To get to the other side. Exactly. Or um, uh, the other side of that is uh, instead of how hard we have to fight, how much we can just release it. Like Exactly. Yeah, that's a very good way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, how do you have to fight as far as, yeah, because I feel like when you're in alignment, exactly like you said, like it doesn't feel so hard. You don't have to fight. Sometimes I have to fight myself. Like, that's why I think that came out, like my mental (laughs) tug of war that's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, exactly. Like, I think we're just conditioned to think we have to fight. We have to fight through. It has to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Or it has to be hard, but it it really, it it really does. It just, I mean, I could cry thinking about how easy things can be and how how easy things have been. It's just, I, I remember thinking, oh, my goodness like is this really happening is this this easy it's crazy yeah so good 
So let's shift into the book. I want to spend some time on that. Can you give the listeners a little sneak peek on kind of like what your chapter's about? What do you share or talk about in your chapter of the book? Yeah, so I talk more about um, work-wise, like the struggles and the trials and the, the tribulations I went through as far as work, as far as also why I built my business, my coaching business as well. Um, so I kind of dive into that a little bit more. We, we kind of stayed more toward my personal side, which is perfect because I'm one whole person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's more around work and, and the, the struggles in a corporate environment. Great. So yeah, people listening to this and then reading the book, they're going to get a bigger picture of who you are, why they should work with you, what you can offer them, how you can serve them. So I love that. Um, last like comments or thoughts or things you want to share that you feel like people would benefit from hearing from you? Yeah, I think, I think we touched on so many good little gems in this conversation. Um, And to your point of just like listening to our own intuition. And I think that's something we've heard our whole lives, but we don't realize how important that is and and how we can just kind of think back about times when we have listened to our intuition and how well things have gone and how when we don't, uh, things don't go as well as we want them to or as well as they could. And I think we can learn that Like you said, or they don't feel good, right? Or they just don't feel good doesn't feel right but I think the beauty in that too is we learn from those too so I think when we start looking at our quote unquote failures as learning lessons and things that we can still grow from because I know I've grown the most from my failures oh yeah when everything works out we don't learn anything (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly right Um, perfect like we wouldn't learn it wouldn't shape us as much it wouldn't be as impactful because Exactly. It easy. It was just. We wouldn't grow. Yeah. And so I think I'd, I'd leave the the audience with those two things. Let's uh, learn from our failures and understand that they're not really failures, as well as remember to listen to your intuition, because like you said, you are the expert. Yes. Beautifully said. Thank you. And like you've mentioned earlier, um, I want to end with that is like taking a risk isn't a bad thing because you either learn from it or you grow or it works out. So like really like there's no losing. So it's a no brainer. Like taking a risk on yourself isn't a risk at all because you're going to get something from it either way. That's exactly. Yeah. And that risk I took, by the way, changed the, I believe that changed the trajectory of my life. And I ended up going back into corporate and that's when I ended up climbing the corporate ladder and, and um, it changed everything for me. Yeah, I always like to tell people like you're literally one decision away from your whole life changing, but are you going to take that step? Yeah, that's really the question. So where can people find you if they want more information on how to work with you or all the good stuff? Where are you? Yeah, so I mainly hang out on Instagram um, and you can find me at Coach Jessica Rivera. Also on my website at www.jrcoaching.net. Um, those are the main two places I'll, I'll be. Awesome. So I'll link those in the show notes so people can find you easily, but thank you again so much for spending time with me. Be my first guest back on as I took a little while off after happy baby boy. Uh, but thank you again so much and have a thank great rest of Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me and congratulations on the baby. Oh, awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.